Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you are having an absolutely terrific, fantastic day today. As always, it's nice and warm down here in Florida. Looks like it should rain later on today, and that's pretty normal here every single day as it's a nice hot summer. And again, if you guys need anything, check out the website, the Prostate Support. You voted. It won. It's changing out today. The Prostate Support formula, our original formula, very, very effective, very popular, one of our best-selling prostate supports that we've ever had. So be sure to check it out if you want to grab it today. On sale is product of the week. And one thing I wanted to address here because I haven't been able to say much about it until I actually saw it. I had the opportunity yesterday to, for me in Atlanta to go see the Sound of Freedom film. And uh, it was a very interesting film. I mean, it's definitely – it's I mean, it's rough in a lot of stuff. And I've talked about a lot of the things I already knew about it and Dad has as well. So I'm not going to go into detail on a lot of it. But one thing that – you know, the only thing I, I have to say that I wish it would have dove into a little bit more – is who were the big wigs, who was the real money behind acquiring a lot of the children for child trafficking, is it never really went that far as far as calling out the CIA and a lot of the deep state that's involved in this. However, it did do a lot of different things, and I don't know whether or not some of that had to be cut for them to basically bring it out, or they're told it wasn't going to ever be on the theater if they didn't have some of that in there. I don't know. I know the film The Last Rambo that was entirely too graphic went into detail about child trafficking, but then kind of fell short on really exposing what's really happening with it. This film did a much, much better job with that. I highly encourage anyone to go see it. It's, um, I mean, it'll, it'll strike some nerves. I mean, especially because we know this is a topic that's going on and it's getting much, much worse by the year. And it seems to be something that everybody wants to just kind of ignore because it's not fun to talk about because quite frankly, it's not fun to talk about. But it's something that has to be addressed and also has to be talked about in family units when it comes to safety and, and you know situational awareness when you're out and about with children. It has to be something because we're not in you know the 1950s anymore. As much as a lot of people want to pretend that everything's hunky-dory and it's all Pollyanna world, it's not. It's gotten very dark, and there's a reason why this industry – is about to surpass the illegal drug trade as far as in the black market world. It's become very, very big, and the problem with this is the southern borders are instigating this and causing an enormous amount of increase in child trafficking. Tim Ballard, who the movie was about, he just did an interview with Breitbart News earlier this week about the Turning Point Action Conference that he was at, and he went on to detail, and he said it's ironic that Rolling Stones, NBC, CBS, CNN all did glowing stories about the operation that occurred on October 11th, 2014, which is the main operation that they show in the film uh, on the island. And they actually have a lot of undercover footage that they show at the end of the movie of real footage of the raid, which is very interesting. And he said they applauded it. He said that we're the good guys. They congratulated us on rescuing children. He goes almost 10 years later – these same outlets that are printing it didn't happen. They're lying about it. They're changing their story. They're now saying that the movie's fake news. They're now saying that it's QAnon conspiracy theory, when in reality, you can look back 10 years ago, and they were applauding what we did. And he said, what they're doing now here is this anti-child agenda is being connected of what's being pushed in schools. He said he pushed, he pushed to the point that allowing children to decide if they're a different sex at a certain age, a young age, is part of this slippery slope. 
He said altering their sex is going along the door of essentially more egregious attempts to normalize acts such as pedophilia. That's exactly what I've told you guys for years. He said they know that this is going to shine a light on all their agenda, and they've been working on it. So rather just pretend none of it's happening, it's easier to say, well, maybe sex with kids isn't that big deal after all. He goes, maybe it's time to just let it go, just like the United Nations back report issued months ago saying it's time to consider decriminalizing sex with children. He said, but this is a wider battle than we're fighting. When asked what needs to be done to fight this issue, he said one of the biggest things right now is enforcing the border, deeming it an only compassionate policy, because he said tens of thousands of children now are being brought to the border, unaccompanied young children, and they're disappearing into the belly of the beast, and they know how it's happening, but they care about their agenda more than that. He said no background checks are done by the sponsors who come to get them. He goes, it's literally more difficult to adopt a cat out of a shelter than it is for a sponsor to show up and check one of these kids out and take them into the belly of the United States. He said we're the number one consumer of child sex material the entire world, and it's getting worse. Speaking the whole truth about what this is leading to, if you're making pedophiles happy and making them salivate over your policies, I think it's time you push pause and reconsider your policies because they're horrific. I, I mean, he's spot on with this. This is a problem, and this is one of the reasons why I personally think they were so aggressive in this administration to remove the Title 42 and basically allow this unfettered migration, not just to bring in enormous amounts of individuals in the United States, but also bring in a whole new swath of kids to basically bring in and uh, allow them to be brought into this insanely sick operation that's going on right now. And on top of that, that piggybacks off of it. Remember yesterday I talked to you guys in detail, at least in small detail, about this new Childhood Protection Act that they're pushing out here now, where the Congress is talking about bringing in this whole bill, and it's going to help protect children, and all these different things are going to go on with this Childhood Online Privacy Protection Act rule. And they're talking about being able to have ads that are child-specific. Well, found out today, it's on Health Impact News, the FTC is considering allowing businesses to use biometric facial scans of children under the age of 13 as a new mechanism for obtaining parental consent in that bill. Oh, yes, this is very interesting. They said under the new COPA rule, online sites and services directed to children of 13 must obtain parental consent before collecting or using their personal data. The rule lays out a number of acceptable methods for gaining parental consent, but also includes a provision allowing interested parties to submit new verifiable parental consent methods to the commission for approval. You guys are going to find this interesting. Businesses are asking U.S. regulators to approve facial age estimations as a tool for segregating people online by age. And in turn, the government is seeking comment on this idea. The businesses are digital ID software company Yodi, the Epic Games subsidiary. And the entertainment software rating board, they want the FTC to allow online content and services to use software that analyzes facial biometrics for a degree of privacy. Specifically, these three petitioners want it to be legal for companies to add the age estimation software to all tools in the industry under the FTC, under the new Child Online Privacy Protection Act. So they want the ability to have it mandated. For a child under 13 to have full facial recognition data software to determine their age, age determination software to be used 
on these children if they want to use online platforms, which essentially means they're going to be able to skirt the parental consent option and just click do facial recognition age determination. And these children are going to have their fa- their photographs taken online to be stored in a database and be analyzed. Now, remember, these IP addresses on all these devices show exactly where these children are. These location data points that are lined up with Google are going to show exactly where these children are located. The Google tracking and Google, Google Maps will show every single where these children go if they have these devices such as phones or iPads or tablets with them at all times. They track you everywhere you go. I remember one of the first times I got a phone and I just I, mean, I started to turn everything off, you know, once I, I figured out what was on it and all the apps and everything, permissions, everything. And the crazy part about it was I'd had it for a few days and all the Google Maps stuff was fully on, on no privacy as far as with traveling, all the stuff. And I clicked review and it showed me where I had driven in the last three days on Google Maps in great detail. Right there. I mean, it didn't even, it wasn't even trying to hide that they were doing it. Now, of course, they still do this on a regular basis, even when you turn this off. That's why I tell you to leave your phones at home if you need to, or put them in basically a, uh, a certain kind of uh, blocking bag if you're going to have some privacy. But you're telling me that we're watching probably one of the worst child trafficking explosions in the United States right now. And you're telling me that these private companies want to have facial recognition, age determination software built into all apps that children have to take a photo of their face and upload it to these companies so they can determine how old they are. Because, of course, all this information is going to stay safe. They're not they're, they're obviously not going to use it for any type of nefarious purposes or accidentally get hacked every single month this is bizarre that this is even a conversation with the fcc uh, with the ftc and this is something that really needs to be addressed and if the, if the united states government and congress is actually opening this up for discussions and talking about this everybody needs to get involved and put some unbelievably direct comments as far as and i don't mean anything rude or nasty but some direct comments about this because allowing private companies to use this type of data and you already know they sell everything to third-party companies the biometrics and data collection is a multi billion dollar i'm talking tens of billions of dollars industry now as far as selling your data selling your survey selling your location selling your likes selling your posts selling every single thing you look at in your algorithms it is enormous now and the more you feed information into that beast the bigger your data collection gets and the more value you're you're the more valuable you are to the data collection agencies the problem with it is You're not compensated for anything. It would be one thing, and it would be bad enough if they were doing it, and they said, hey, by the way, we sold your data last month for you know $5,000. We're going to go ahead and give you a 20% royalty. Here's a $1,000 check for your data being sold. And every single month, they're cutting you checks for the amount of money and percentage that they're cutting off selling your data. That would be bad enough, but a lot of people would be like, eh, well, you're already doing it. At least I'm getting money out of it. Oh, no, 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 no. You get a big, fat goose egg on your information being sold. Every single thing about you that you have online is sold on a regular basis and resold and resold and resold. You ever wonder why sometimes you'll end up putting your phone number 
into an app or something, and all of a sudden you start getting all these calls, all these solicitors, and you go, what in the world? I haven't put my phone number hardly in anything. That's because your information got sold, and then it got sold again, and then it got sold again in these massive troves, and they continue to make money off of it as the next third party sells it to the next party. What do you think is going to happen when they start having up-close personal photos of these children with all of their information, with their locations, data log in this information? You really think that's going to help protect these children that much more? My friends, this is a strange world we're living in, and that's why I encourage you to protect your children at all times because this is a very serious topic, and I had to address it today when I saw all these different things come up on my map early this morning right after I saw this movie yesterday because I found out pretty much yesterday the majority of the movie theaters are dumping Sound of Freedom this week. They're getting rid of it. They're, they're removing it from the theaters. Ironically enough, I haven't even been able to get into a movie to see it because all of them have been sold out. The movie we went to yesterday in the middle of the afternoon was about 90% sold out. I had to sit on the third row to watch it, which I hate doing. It's just too bright on my eyes. But I really wanted to go see it before it left movie theaters. I've never seen a movie that's been in theaters that is still sold out almost every single showing at every movie theater I look at, and it's being phased out. Usually they take movies out of movie theaters when there's like – one person buying the ticket once a day, and they're like, okay, this movie is done. Cash it out. It's a complete waste of money having it on the screen. Not when they're still 80 to 90% sold out every single showing. Clearly, this topic, as we saw with multiple other mainstream news outlets, when they lambasted this film and made fun of it, and there was nothing to make fun of this movie about. There was no conspiracy theory in this film. There was no QAnon in this film. There was no Trump supporters in this film. It was very clear-cut discussing, describing, and going to detail what's happening with this problem all over the world and the fact that people need to be aware of it and do anything they can to help, to prevent it, and to protect your children at any and all cost. What do you think, Dad, and how are you doing this morning? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing absolutely great, Austin. In fact, the movie's doing between five to seven to six to three to four million dollars a day in box office receipts. It's at almost 130 million now in sales. It's a blockbuster, is what it is. And it's yet, on minimal we, theaters. <laughs> no, that's a minimal theaters. If it, if it had actually had a three or four thousand theater release, it would have been a quarter of a million, if not more. I mean, 250 million. And it, it is it's mind-boggling to me because I, I told everybody the movie's not feel good at all. Now it has a pretty decent ending to it, but you know, when you get when you actually go through it. Uh, you got to you re- you really kind of it's rough. No, it's awful. I cried during it. I had to admit that I actually teared up. I mean, I wasn't like boohooing or anything, but I teared up a couple times. And uh, it just it was it was just it was very intense as far as the beginning of the movie. And I just love Jim Caviezel. I, I think the guy's one of the best actors ever in the history of Hollywood. And of course, he was marginalized because of the Passion of the Christ, and Mel Gibson warned him that was going to happen. But I think Mel Jim, I think Jim Caviezel has proven everybody else he can still do a blockbuster with this movie. And, but Hollywood's not going to give him another chance because you know, Hollywood basically is on its knees. It's got all kinds of problems now because the Kabbalist, Luciferian synagogue of Satan that runs Hollywood uh, basically refuses to produce anything that's not woke movies. And, it, and it's sad to me because you know Indiana Jones was a complete disaster. It really was. Even Mitchell Impossible star Haley Atwell now says Hollywood isn't even thriving. The business is on its knees. You know, Haley Atwell, co-star of Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, it said the Hollywood has become an industry on its knees and writers and actors strike for better pay and benefits. And quite frankly, I would not care if that entire industry went under. The original industry was bought was brought to us by Summer Redstone. we got to realize who this all has got to go back. And it was basically from the porn machines that were brought out of Russia. Okay, let me stop here for a second. I got to give you guys some history. I've covered this before, but it's been years ago. Back in the 
dark ages. They used to have machines that you'd put a nickel in, and there were like cards on the inside, and you would look in this little viewfinder, and you would turn a knob, and you would see a woman strip in the cards. It was like pictures of her stripping. It was like a movie theater that you'd have to turn the dial as you watched it. And uh, it was in all of these arcades and all of these different areas all over the country. You know, you put a nickel on it, and you could do this. That's the group that started all this stuff when they came from Russia. It was porn. It was the first onset of porn way back when. And it, and it built the industry of Hollywood from that point. Hollywood has always been controlled by the Luciferian satanic Kabbalists that came from Russia after the Russian Revolution started and they fled Russia. That's the group that started Hollywood. That's the group that runs Hollywood. That's the group that owns Hollywood to this day. Do your own research and figure it out. But the reality is it basically started off in these little amusement parks and it grew and grew and grew and grew and grew until it's become this unbelievably, you know, monster now that's now wanting to push facial recognition on children. And let me just take that another notch. Kids shouldn't be on the Internet anyhow. They're that young on 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 monitor, period. You know, and you you should have safeguards on your computer systems. You should be able to turn off the entire Internet in your house at night so the kids can't log on. You should be able to still buy them phones. I think they're still available. Don't even allow internet access so they can't lay in their room at night and watch this stuff and take the phones away at night and put them in the bedroom. So I used to do I used to take the phones away and put them in the bedroom. And I told you the other day, I can't tell you how many telephones I snapped in half. Just to let you know that. I, just, I mean, I broke a bunch of phones. You know, and you think that, well, they're the throwaway phones. They weren't iPhones. They were the, you know, the, the free ones that you get. And I just had enough of it. And so it was something we had to fight with with the kids over and over and over and over and over again. I, we didn't give them telephones until they were 14, 15, and 16, and they would take them at night, which, of course, that causes a giant fight all the time because they want to lay on the phone all night. This went on and on and on. This is the same computer algorithms they use for slot machines. Austin's covered that before. In fact, I sent him a link about it again this morning, and more and more people talking about it. It's very, very, very addictive. You get a click, you get a like, you get a click, you get a like, you get a click, you get a like, like watching the little diamonds or little pairs or little beats, you know, fly by on a slot machine. And your brain starts building pathways and neural pathways at a young age in which you want to see that all constantly. And, and this group of people now that want to basically get these children and get facial recognition, that's going to turn into a smorgasbord of let's go to that house, stalk that house, wait till that child comes out and grab that kid. Whoa. Yeah, and you think, well, that would never happen. Okay, go watch the movie Sound of Freedom. You know, they're going to have people ordering certain types of children for these sick perverts that run this, and they're going to be able to find them online now and stalk them. Well, that won't happen. Oh, whatever. Come on, oh, yeah. guys. Yep. Exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be a doggone Sears catalog, you know, of, of children. We can't say Sears because Sears Western's out of business. It doesn't matter anymore. That's what it's going to be. Well, here's what we've got. You know, what do you want? You want I'm not going to talk about what. Give me give me your specifics. We'll find somebody. We'll stalk them. We know where they are. We know where they live. We know what time they're online. We can we can tell them to come meet us somewhere. Tell them we're another 10 year old, 12 year old kid. We want to go play in the yard. Have them come out front. All of this stuff can happen. You think, well, man, Ted, that sounds ridiculous. Watch the movie. They're grabbing kids on bicycles. They're grabbing kids walking on the streets. They're grabbing kids. On, people are on motorcycles grabbing kids. It's it's a movie that everybody needs to see. And sadly, we're not going to be allowed to see it because the same group of the Kabbalists don't want us to see that because this is what they do. Because remember, these people from the Zohar and the, the Babylonian Talmud, uh, you know, these people of the synagogue of Satan, they claim to be Jews, but they're not. There's the highest levels here. They're, they're, they're Satanists is what they are. You know, and I'm not talking about all Jews because vast, vast majority of Jews are not involved in any of this stuff. Just this is the group that runs this show now. Most of them believe in pedophilia because it says it's okay 
in the way they look at their scripture and the words of the Bible, or they would call it the Babylonian Talmud. You think, well, that can't be true. Just look it up. I'm not making it up. And so we have to understand who they are and what they believe. This is the same, the same followers of Sabbatain Zevi and what they believe as far as making everything as corrupt as they possibly can. So that's why Austin said at the beginning they're going to legalize this child pedophilia at a very, very young age because they're the ones who also control the world. And, and you think, wait, wait a minute, it can't be like that. Well, Unz came out with a really good article, and I wasn't going to read this, but I'm, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and read it because it's just part of it is. Uh, did Israel, which is the home of these Sabbatain, Kabbalists, Luciferian, Synagogue of Satan, weirdos, use $300 billion from the U.S. taxpayers to purchase the U.S. government lock, stock, and barrel? Wasn't going to go here today, but we're going to do it. This is an article by Unz. It's by Geraldi, and it says it's past time to be honest about Israel. The deliberate corruption of American politics by an irresponsible foreign state must end. Okay, here we go. One must think that – I'm going to read this directly. Forgive the grammar. One must think that since honest Joe Biden declared his latest war entitled the U.S. National Strategy to Counter Anti-Semitism in May, the media has certainly taken up the task of exposing evil in these United States by reporting every affront to Jewish groups or individuals and to the Jewish state of Israel. The purpose is to invent a narrative suggesting the world's richest and most powerful ethno-religious demographic is somehow a perpetual victim that goes double for Israel, explaining and forgiving the apartheid state's occupying army killing of 55 journalists and its murder of more than 150 Palestinians so far this year, including the sniper shooting of a Palestinian two-year-old boy in the head. In spite of all of that carnage, a wealthy Israel, which can afford to provide free health care and university education to all of its citizens, continues to receive nearly $4 billion in military aid, plus billions more in trade and charitable benefits from the United States taxpayer annually who has to borrow the money to give to Israel, totaling more than $300 billion since 1948. We have lately been treated to a massive propaganda campaign orchestrated by the APAC and Anti-Defamation League's hideous leader, Jonathan Greenblatt, and one wonders why organizations like that, which work closely with Israel government, are not required to register with Foreign Agents Association, but to question that relationship to got, that, that got John F. Kennedy killed, so it's probably the best look the other way. Now, I'm not going to read any more of this stuff because it gets really, really deep on this, but you guys read all of this and understand that something is wrong here. When the USS Liberty was shot five thousand times by 50 caliber machine guns 20 millimeter cannons trying to sink it back in 1967 and they got a pass on that because of lyndon johnson of course he's the one who's and many people believe was directly involved with john f kennedy who said that israel would never have atomic weapons just thought i'd mention that and so it just sits here and you look at this stuff and you kind of go why won't christians do this why won't they talk about this why won't they actually say anything about what's going on in israel it's because of the Schofield Reference Bible. It's because of Samuel Untermeyer that I've covered this stuff so many times. It's because of the, 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 the Schofield Reference Bible was originally written by Darby. Then, then Schofield copied it. Then, then Samuel Untermeyer, a hardcore Zionist who wanted the formation of Israel, pushed the Schofield Reference Bible to the colleges, universities, the theology schools all over the world, pushing in the tribulation, pushing in that Israel had to be reformed, pushing in that we must support Israel regardless of what Israel does. And I don't have a problem with praying for Israel. I don't. I pray that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of Israel. I pray that they can turn back to the Most High God and that they can love God with all of their heart and understand they missed their Messiah 2,000 years ago. And they can come back and basically make the people there in Israel believe that they blew it when they had Jesus crucified by the Roman government. I believe all of that, that I believe for Israel. I believe that Israel wakes up and they say we can't live like this anymore and all the stuff that we do here is not okay. I, I pray that for Israel too. 
And I pray that Israel gets on its knees and repents for what it's done to what the Pal- what to the Palestinians. I pray for that too. But as far as me taking my tax dollars, the United States borrowing more and more money to the tune of three hundred billion dollars and giving to a state that's super super wealthy that gives free education to everybody, that's unbelievably racist, likes to shoot people for sport in Palestine. Now, come on, guys, it's just enough. It's just enough. But because we've been so brainwashed as Christians in the United States to believe if we don't support Israel, we're going to be cursed. Let me ask you a question. Chuck Baldwin does this very, very well. Since we have started supporting Israel in 1948, and we've given them $300 billion, how's it gone for the United States? How much have we been blessed? Uh, Oh, that's right. Now we have like the worst educational system in the world. We've got transgender ideology being pushed. We have facial recognition now trying to be pushed on young children. We're having a bunch of perverts in the White House. Oh, yeah, that's right. We've been in never endless wars. Oh, yeah, just, just name it. How, how big of a blessing has this been to the United States by giving them $300 billion? So ask yourself that question. And I told you I had a guest on the show one time years and years ago that I never put back on the show. It was a, it was a lady, and she basically told me one day off air it doesn't matter what israel did even if they started world war three and destroyed the entire planet she was supporting them and i said how can you be so twisted it's not okay but that schofield reference bible has done its deed now in 130 years 120 years now since it was pushed to the oxford press in england and it's permeated all of these churches all around the country and nobody wants to talk about this because you're an anti-semite no i'm not i'm not an anti-semite i've got friends who are jewish i've got friends who are muslim I have friends who are Hispanic. I have friends who are Russian. I have friends who are German. I have friends who are – what? You can't say that either. Now you're being racist. No, I'm not. Gosh, one of my best friends is a black foreign NFL player. He's a pastor. He works out with me every day. I mean how in the world can I be racist when I say certain ethnic groups have certain – how should you say – you know, eccentricities. They, they have certain behavioral patterns that are common within them. I mean, that's not, that's not being mean. That's not, that's not saying any. That's just pointing out the truth. And I, and I get so frustrated with this unbelievable allegiance to Israel. It's just not necessary. If you want to support Israel and you have your own money and you want to send them cash or whatever through your church, that's your choice. I don't care what you do with your money, but why take our tax dollars and do this? Why get involved with this when we know the Rothschild banking quarters is headquartered out of Switzerland and out of Israel? We know it was set up as a non-extradition country. I mean we know all of this stuff. And look, look at the USS Liberty. And so I sit back and I watch all these dual Israeli citizens in Congress and the Senate. And I kind of go, what if we had dual Russian citizens at this level or dual German citizens or dual any other citizens from any other country in the world? The United States would be an uproar, but we don't. And so we have to ask ourselves a question. If somebody's a dual citizen of another country and they're making laws in the United States, doesn't that seem just like a little bit of conflict of interest? Well, to me it does. And so ask yourself the question, why do we allow this stuff to happen? And again, it goes right back to the religious aspect of everything. And so we have to look at this from a, from a historical standpoint. Now, I'm not even sure I'm going to keep this show. It's, this is one of those shows that I just – it's just one of those things. But it's just, it's just, it's just it's, we have a situation where – we, you know, we can't allow this to continue to happen. And I, I feel like I'm talking. You guys are talking to Chuck Baldwin right now, because it's just so true that we can't call it out for what it is. But guys, we've got to call this stuff out every time we see it, because if we don't, what we're going to do is just end up in a situation where it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. I mean, it really is. You know, there's another really interesting article, and it says it's difficult to know who's the most corrupt: Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, or the FBI. Boy, that's the truth. 
Now, the Biden family probe is rising to the level of an impeachment inquiry. Well, yeah, we'll see if that happens. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy speaks to the media during a briefing at the National Security Hall at the Capitol in Washington on July the 17th, 2023. He has asserted that the growing body of evidence surrounding the corruption allegations against President Biden and his family has approached the warning and impeachment inquiry to investigate potential wrongdoing. Duh. During an interview on Hannity on Monday night, McCarthy discussed the whistleblower allegations involving substantial payments made to the Bidens by foreign entities. He has accused the FBI of withholding crucial information from the Internal Revenue Service, alleging the agency deemed the informants, the informants claims credible. When President Biden was running for office, he told the American public that he has never talked about business. He said his family has never received a dollar from China, which now proven is a complete lie. It was not true, according to Mr. McCarthy. The House Speaker also referenced two IRS whistleblowers who alleged that government prosecutors slow-walked an investigation into Hunter Biden's tax crimes. He also noted that the House GOP investigations had found records of millions of foreign funds having traveled through shell companies to Biden family members and associates. Guys, you know, it's so ironic to me, and this aggravates the poop out of me, excuse my language, is that, you know, these people get away with this stuff, whereas anybody else even thought about not having the right decimal place on a tax form, you're going to be, they're going to chase you down, try to find you. And, and, and it's sad to me that this type of government has become so incredibly – I'm trying not to say something ugly. It's so corrupt. I mean, it, I mean it really, 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 really is. And, you know, and we sit back and we kind of wonder you know, why has this happened. Well, we, we basically realize now you know, that we have been set up – the entire country has for basically genocide. And, and we have to ask another question. Will the largest organized mass murder in world history escape accountability? The accumulated evidence is overwhelming that COVID was an orchestrated pandemic. This is an article by Paul Craig Roberts again. Intentional use of the faulty PCR test, intentional false reporting of COVID deaths as a result of World Health Organization's guidelines and financial incentives to hospitals to report all deaths as COVID deaths and prohibited treatment by known cures together produced a high level of fear that drove the masses to accept the COVID vaccination that generated huge monetary gains for Big Pharma and associated shills such as Anthony Fauci and massive inroads on, inroads on civil liberty by governments. Hardly anyone died from COVID itself. They died from a lack of treatment. Now I'm going to add this in here. They also died from remdesivir when they were put in the hospital. The protocol was that if you became infected and if you worsened after a week, you go to the hospital where you're put on ventilators and incorrect treatment that usually was deadly. Doctors who saved their li- the lives of their patients using ivermectin were punished. Corporate doctors were fired, and those in private practice suffered attacks on their medical licenses by authorities, resulting in the loss of license to practice medicine. Highly distinguished medical scientists who blew the whistle on this death-maximizing approach were demonized, and every effort was made to silence them and to destroy them professionally. So we have to ask ourselves, will this murderous plot against humanity be ignored? Thousands of medical scientists and doctors are not ignoring it, but the media continues to accuse the leading experts in the world of spreading misinformation. The insouciance, gullibility, and weakness of the majority of the population is inconsistent with the continuation of civil liberty. Wow. Paul Craig Roberts, well done. By the way, he's a very, very, very good writer. And he really, really, really has good grammar. Just thought I'd mention that, and it's really easy to read this. But guys, listen to me. He's right. You know, here we are two, three years later down the road with all this stuff, with so many of our friends having died on ventilators, so many of our friends having died because of a lack of proper treatment with a, with a, with a, with a, with a, with a virus that if you treated it correctly with ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or large amounts of vitamin C or D3K2 or potassium iodide and zinc and vitamin C – it really wasn't much of anything. I had it several times. 
But we have so many people whose immune systems were so compromised because of the lack of proper nutrition that then when they came down with this stuff, they got very, very sick very, very quickly and put in the hospital and put on these deadly protocols. And this is where we find ourselves in the United States of America and that we don't know what we need to do at this point because it's so stinking corrupt. I mean it's sad. It really is. But that's why we've got to continue to stand firm and put on the full armor of God. And that's why you can't back up. You got to dig into your trench. You got to dig yourself a foxhole. You got to put some cover on top of that. You got to give you a slot to shoot out of. And you got to sit there and say, hey, look, I may not be shooting a real gun, but by golly, I'm going to be telling all of my friends about all of this stuff all of the time. And we're going to continue to go out there and stop this. See, we still have the ability, because they haven't censored us 100% yet. We still have the ability to go in through the back door like we do with Global Star Radio. And this, 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 web, this Global Star Radio website gets hit all the time with you know, you know, denial of service stuff, with DOS. All this stuff happens because they don't want to have this message going out from so many of the people that are on the Global Star. But we were able to do this and continue to get this message out and grow to show to millions of listeners now because you guys have told your friends about us. And you guys have come in and basically done all you could do to tell your people and all of your data lists, including your emails and your Instagram and your Facebook, to listen to the Ted Nelson Brower Show. That's all we can do because we have to stand firm with the Word of God. Listen to me. The same power. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. And we have the ability to change this mess if we just simply take a look at what's going on and stand firm with the word of God and pray. I had the opportunity to pray for you guys again this morning. And so that's why I do this show. I do this show because I want to bring you a message of hope and of power and of love and a sound mind, like Timothy says, because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And even if we can't stop this onslaught because the book of Revelation says it's going to get worse before it gets better, even if we can't stop it, we can slow it down and we can still pray a hedge of protections around our families and our internal bubble of the children and the families that we love. And we can continue to tell them the truth and protect them and say, don't take these kill shots. Don't take this stuff. You don't have to wear a mask. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. You have to take your supplements. You've got to stay healthy. you got to eat clean. That's what we can do and encourage each other and love one another and protect one another because, guys, this is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and we will be glad at it. Regardless of what they throw at us today, we can control our attitude. I decided back in 1979 when I became a Christian and I dedicated my heart and my life to God that I was going to have a good attitude today. Because my attitude is not dependent on outside circumstances. It's dependent on my relationship with God Almighty. And when you have God on your side and God plus one is always a majority, why could you possibly have a bad attitude? Think about that for a second. That's why it was so difficult for me, but I was able to do it when I came back after 10 days after Sharon passed away a year ago because I knew that I was in covenant with the Most High God, and I knew that I had to get my mind out of what happened, and I had to allow my mind to come back to you guys and to the show and to be about my father's work and to realize that I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's what we have to all do. Regardless of what happens in our lives, regardless of what happens around us, we have to continue to believe that God is on the throne, that prayer changes things, that Jesus Christ provided a sacrifice for us for all of eternity to bring us back to God Almighty. And if we do that, and we have that attitude, then every day is going to be a good day. Always remember that. That's why, I don't, that's why we don't bring you fear porn on the show. We don't talk about volcanoes and earthquakes and tidal waves and asteroids. We don't do that on the show because it's all about your fear porn. Ugh, it's aggravating to me. But guys, listen to me. Keep your hearts and minds focused in Christ. For he is the answer. For he is the alpha. He is the omega. He is the beginning. He is the end. He's the all-powerful God. I love you guys. Also, what do you think? What's your next story?
you're spot on with that. And the fact that, I mean, we know a lot of those natural disasters, whether organic or whether controlled through weather warfare, are going to happen. I mean, they happen all over the world on a regular basis. The, the thing about them is the only thing you can do is be prepared the best you can for a situation like that and uh, handle it if and when it shows up. But, you know, sitting around for the next six months, wreathing your hands together, going, oh, my gosh, you know, I think Florida's going to have a really big hurricane this year. You know what? Might have a big hurricane this year. Might not. Probably will. Might not. I don't know. It's highly likely. Does that mean I'm going to sit around and dwell on it every single day? Absolutely not. I got way too many other things, important things to do, especially like spending time with my family and being there with my family. You know, I tell people this a lot, especially nowadays, it, this wild world that we have as far as with phones and stuff. And I get it. a lot of times you're doing business or you got on phone calls, you're trying to talk to somebody, you got stuff going on, but you know, especially when you're with your kids, if you're with your family, be with your family. Jim Rohn used to say this at work. He said, when you're at work, be at work. Don't be focusing on, you know, Oh, what I'm missing at home or what I'm doing right now. If you're working or doing business, do business, do work, focus on what you need to do. But when you're with your family, you're on vacation or you get away with them for a little bit, be with them. Stand there with them, be there with them, enjoy them, have your mindset with them and enjoy the the experiences, the memories, the photos and have them and be there. It's really, really important because too many times nowadays I've seen so many people get wrapped up in what what's going on with this. And oh, when they go on vacation, then all they want to do is sit on their computer and check their emails the entire time. I think I promise you right now, your emails aren't going anywhere. <laughs> your businesses aren't going anywhere as far as when you've, you're gone on vacation for a couple of days. They're still going to be there when you get back. The same problems, same fires to put out, same things you got to do aren't going anywhere. That's why there's no reason to worry about tomorrow when you're basically dealing with today right now. Obviously, there's certain things that you set up as far as on the goal list, certain you know priorities that you have set up, certain things that you're going to be doing on a day-by-day basis. But sitting around going, oh, my gosh, on Friday, I got to do this. What's well, Monday right now, bro? Let's focus on getting to Friday and getting what we need to get done throughout the week. Oh, yeah, but you don't know. This is coming up on Friday. It's coming up on Friday. Whoa, dude. Friday's going to be here. Whether you want it to be or not, Friday will come. That is a definitive fact. It's like Jim Rohn used to always say. He goes, people get mad sometimes. They go, why, why is you know winter come right after fall? It's, I'm mad about this. And fall comes right after summer. He goes, well, I'd, I'd, you'd have to ask somebody higher than me on that. <laughs> I can tell you one thing. It's going to happen whether or not you want it to or not. You can be mad that winter's coming after fall. You can sit around and yell and scream and pitch a fit and stomp up and down for months on end and say, I can't believe it's happening. He goes, but it's going to happen. And then the next year it's going to happen. And he goes, it's just what happens. So sitting around trying to get mad and crazy and worrisome about things you can't physically control – has no business, my friends. That's why I encourage you to be in tune with your family. Encourage them. I saw something. This is very interesting. And I'm glad this got brought up finally of this topic that's constantly coming out now is that the Brevard County Republican Executive Committee has now recently voted last week in favor of a rev- resolution classifying the COVID-19 vaccine as a bioweapon and is requesting Ron DeSantis ban it. I'm not joking on this. BREC, the Brevard County Republican Executive Committee, sent a letter obtained by CBS to registered Republicans in Brevard County, the 10th most populated county in Florida, calling for the shot to be outlawed in the United States. The committee sent in a letter to all appropriate representatives as well as Senators Mark Rubio, Rick Scott, and Governor DeSantis. They highlighted the, highlighted the early days of the pandemic during which lawmakers insisted 
it was a grave danger for COVID-19 and that they needed to mandate an experimental COVID vaccine for the following reasons. That it would prevent transmission and stop the spread of COVID-19. You remember, we all have saw the videos on it. I still have clips, news articles. That literally was verbatim. We have to roll out the COVID-19 RNA shot to stop the transmission and stop the spread. we got to stop the spread of it. That doing so would protect families and protect the public. Doing so would allow you to keep your jobs and support your families. Doing so would be a patriotic duty to your country. You have to do this. You've got to stop the spread and get the shot. Well, then the committee explained that numerous recent strong and credible evidence has revealed both the COVID-19 vaccine are simply just biological and technological weapons. They said Pfizer's clinical data revealed in their own trials that 1,223 deaths along with 42,000 adverse events when approximately over 1,000 different types of side effects were shown to pop up during the COVID experiment. Whereas an enormous number of humans have died and been permanently disabled, whereas strong credible evidence exists that RNA shot alters human DNA. Whereas government agencies, media, and tech companies, other corporations have committed enormous fraud by claiming the COVID-19 was safe and effective. They said asserted that the continued experimentation on humans and denial of informed consent are violations of the Nurburn Code and therefore constitute crimes against humanity. On behalf of the preservation of the human race, the Brevard County Republican Party calls upon Governor DeSantis and state legislators to prohibit the sale, distribution of COVID-19 injections and all related injections to the state of Florida and for the state attorney to immediately seize all COVID-19 injections and RNA injections in the state of Florida for a full forensic analysis conducted to determine if the ingredients pose danger to recipients. Pretty strong wording. Can't argue with a lot of what they're saying. Most people, of course, mainstream media have called this complete and total misinformation, fear porn. Of course, the, the same people that told you it was safe and effective and it wasn't going to have any side effects are the same people that are now saying it's misinformation to say that it didn't, it's not safe and effective. Ironically enough, now it's interesting. I mean, I hope he recovers. But uh, LeBron James, basically Bronny James, went into a complete cardiac arrest during practice. If you guys saw this yesterday, the 18-year-old USC star freshman and son of the NBA star LeBron James was taken to the hospital after appearing to suffer severe cardiac arrest during a workout. At USC on Monday, the teen reportedly lost consciousness before being revived and was brought into the ICU of the hospital. What's interesting about this is Elon Musk made a comment. He said, we can't ascribe everything to the vaccine, but in the same token, we cannot ascribe nothing to this vaccine. Myocarditis is a known side effect of this vaccine. The only question is whether it's rare or common. And he's pointing out the point that it's very common now as far as for myocarditis after the shot. This is an 18-year-old, very, very high-versed athlete that's extremely conditioned. This is what this kid has done, scholarship after scholarship, top-tier training, super, super tight on the basketball, on the basketball uh, you know, uh, top. And this guy just went into cardiac arrest in training at 18 years old. Now, LeBron James, you remember, he's very hardcore leftist. He even promoted getting the shot, even talked about it. Whether or not he actually got the real shot, I don't know. Whether or not this 18-year-old got the shot, I don't know. Highly likely, considering who his dad is and what he promoted. But again, is this just the new normal now? Is this just what everybody's going to start realizing? It's just going to keep happening and nobody's going to talk about it? While 
you have every single mainstream media outlet discussing the triple demic now. Dun, dun, dun. We've got RSV and the flu and COVID all coming together for a triple demic. The only way to stop the spread is everybody has to get all three shots now. It's literally what they said on Yahoo News yesterday. I told you guys, I read the article. I put it on the website. This is what they said verbatim. The only way to protect yourself is to get all three vaccines. Yeah, that's going to be a hard pass for me, bud. I'm just going to kind of go the opposite direction with that one as I've seemed to do just fine without following anything you said. Ironically enough, you're going to see individuals simply go along the lines with that. And this is what is so important, why people in certain states have to continue to be vocal about these things. I saw an article that popped up earlier, and I just had to laugh. And it said – it was from CNN. It said – I never thought I would have to flee the state. Family shares while they're leaving Florida. And it goes on to talk about a family of four living in suburban Florida, packing up to leave to go back to their original state because their 17-year-old trans daughter no longer feels safe. Uh, I mean, all I can say is don't let the Florida door hit you in the butt when you leave the peninsula. I mean, I don't really care how you feel about living in the state. Everybody has a right to live in your own state that you choose. Nobody's guaranteeing you how you're going to feel. Nobody's guaranteeing your emotions, how you're going to act, and how everybody's going to treat you when you move to a state. I can guarantee you there's probably a lot of people in, up in Detroit and up in you know St. Louis and down in L.A. that don't feel safe at all, much more than this ridiculous leftist family. The fact that CNN actually gave them an entire article, and I'm not even going to read the article. I'm not even going to post the article. I'm not getting any credence to this article, but I just thought it was funny when I see these headlines when they're talking about stuff like this, but yet people are dropping dead and having cardiac arrest after they get this shot, and the only thing CNN can talk about is a family that moved here doesn't feel safe anymore because their tranny son that's confused that they've intentionally encouraged to go down this road of basically gender dysphoria now doesn't feel safe anymore. Well, the rest of the country doesn't really feel safe as females training and competing against grown men. How does that, how does that square away? Am I going to bring that topic up? I'm glad to see the international body that governs swimming competition now has essentially discussed that they will allow an open category and that women, biological women, will only be allowed to compete with biological women and that all the trannies, if they decide they want to, they will have an open category for them to compete now. So if you have a grown man and you pretend you're a female, you've got an open category now and everybody can compete in the open category. The irony about this is this open category is just going to be like the men's 2.0 category that think they're women. And reality, that's all it's going to be. But at least they're saying that these grown men now cannot compete with females. I'm very glad to see this is finally starting. I mean, the fact that you don't have to talk about this and bring this up. I saw another one too now that came about that a, the Union Cyclist International, the UCI, has now rolled out from their international gover- international governing body that they will officially ban male-borne athletes from competing in the women's category this month. This happened after barring any transgender women cyclists from competing in women's events, even if they transitioned. And uh, they're just they're not going along with it now. The UCI is done with it. They said this is not functional anymore. You can't have grown men that just decide one day they're going to start competing with women. So I'm glad to see this pushback is happening. And these some of these bodies, as far as these competition bodies, are starting to own up to this and discuss it. Because there's a lot of other stupid ones that still are so inept they can't even function. Because quite frankly, as I said before, the only way this stops 
is when good men start to speak up and good women start to speak up. I told you one of the most effective things these women could do in these sporting events is whenever they're competing, say in swimming, they're standing on the block and the firing gun's about to go off. They let Mr. Tweedledum and his gender dysphoria swim by himself. They don't watch off the block. They let him run, and he can do his little swim back and forth. And when he gets done, they say, okay, reset the timer, let it pull the trigger. We're starting now our category, and Tweedledum can get his participation trophy in his little category, and he can stand up there and grandstand and get all the attention he wants. And then we're actually going to compete with the girls that are our competitors, that are our peers, and he can sit over in the corner and put his little clown dunce hat on and be Mr. Cool over there, whatever he wants to be. Because quite frankly, this is not fair to these girls to do this to them with these clown shows and pretend this is normal. So I'm glad to see these governing bodies that are running some of this stuff are really starting to address this and turn around and say, nah, we're not doing this anymore. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting. Speaking of what we are just talking about with myocarditis, another article came up as health officials are talking about the explosion in heart attacks since the RNA shot rollout. Uh, well, it's just coincidence now. Government health officials in the United States and the United Kingdom declared that the explosion of soaring deaths and disabilities in the aftermath of the vaccine rollout, well, it's just a coincidence that the staggering spike in disabilities, autism, blood strokes or blood clots, strokes, heart attacks, pyocarditis, myocarditis, related deaths, early 2021, nah, nothing to see here. It's just coincidence. It's because people are just uh, taking too many naps. Or people aren't eating very healthy anymore. Newsflash! They weren't eating healthy three years ago. <laughs> Doesn't make any bit of difference right now. The thing that we've seen about this now is it also appears that it seems to be something with the batch. Because you have individuals that are not very healthy, not very well taken care of, and they get the shot. And they get virtually no side effects. You get other individuals that are very, very advanced athletes in top-tier condition. They get the shot. They go into cardiac arrest a week later. And as we've seen, if you look up the website, you can look this up. I've told you guys, howbadismybatch.com. You can go in and actually click the batch numbers. And this thing has been taking off for the last two years as people go in and look up what the batch numbers are, specific lot numbers, because you can see it. You actually went and got this shot on your little COVID sheet, your little passport. You can go in there and it'll show you the batch number. And it's ironic because very clearly it shows there are some batch numbers that have virtually no side effects at all. Other than, you know, a couple of people complain about soreness of site injection, you know, something minor. Then you have other batch numbers that have like a 90 to 95% severe side effect rate, including numerous deaths of one single batch. Now, how do you have a shot that's supposed to go through safety testing? They're supposed to go basically assay certain, you know, batches to make sure they're clean and pure. How do you have batches have that large of a swing when the whole entire product is allegedly supposed to be safe and effective? The only, only, the only way you can describe this, the only way you can explain this is that certain batches were designed to have certain effects, and this entire thing was one giant experiment. And certain ones had higher amount of spike proteins, certain ones had less, certain ones had more adjuvuncts, certain ones had more ad less adjuvuncts. That's the only way you can explain this, is that the certain batches were designed to have more of an effect than others. Because there's no way you could have pharmaceutical drug manufacturer like Pfizer, who allegedly is so strict about their FDA-approved laboratory requirements and all the testing and assaying and third-party testing they have to do with different drugs and different vaccines. They can have this 
big of a discrepancy with all these different batch testings. No way, not possible, unless it was intentional or it was direct oversight on purpose to make sure they had the exact response that they were looking for with this shot. And they were able to look at it as one giant experiment and see which batch went to which state, which to which city, and they determined it on a massive scale. Again, that's my personal opinion. Everybody has their own opinion on that, but there's no other way to explain this when you start seeing the massive various changes going from each batch to each batch. What do you think, Deb? Uh, you're 100% right. It was a beta test. They had to figure They couldn't kill everybody at once. They couldn't do it. They had to see which ones were more effective, what they did, what the side effects were. Uh, it was a giant experiment brought to us by our Buddy, the fallen ones, you know, of course, I'm being facetious with them being our buddies. They're our enemies. And uh, this is the group that runs the planet. And they wanted to kind of do a beta test and figure out, okay, if we do this and this and this, how many people will it kill with this and this and this? And these are the same groups that basically had this giant angel war conflict, you know, a long, long time ago. And now that we are saying, has an alien spaceship crash landed on Mars? Mysterious debris have been spotted on the red planet. Could be from an extraterrestrial vehicle, studies claim. And again, this is going to be, and he's got some really interesting pictures on this. I've posted it on the website, and uh, you can take a look at it. And uh, it's probably true. They probably do have pictures of this thing that has crashed on Mars. And again, this would be ancient, ancient technology thousands and thousands of years ago when the angel wars were ensuing, and this entire galaxy and this entire universe were filled, and we covered this in detail in angel wars. So you guys need to go back and listen to that. And I'm still working on getting that edited. I apologize. By the way, immigrant invader Burmese pythons have now destroyed the Everglades wildlife. Uh, yeah, we've been invaded in South Florida. This is crazy what's happened. They've eaten practically every mammal in sight and they have no natural predators. Starting in the 1980s, the swamps of South Florida Everglades have been overrun by one of the most damaging invasive species the region has ever seen, the Burmese python. These massive snakes, which can grow to 20 feet long or more with telephone pole-sized girths, have all but decimated the region's small and medium-sized mammal population wreaking havoc with the area's ecosystem. But they don't want you shooting them or killing them, and basically the environmentalists are all mad now because we're killing pythons. I mean, this is so stupid the way they act. I remember we had a man, his name was Joe Crane. He used to live down there. He's passed away now. And he used to he used to hunt out there in that area. He said one time he said he was out there hunting and he saw this giant telephone pole laying across the road. Giant telephone pole all the way across the road. So they got out to move it to go out basically and you know drive past it because they couldn't drive over it. And it slithered into the swamp. It was a giant Burmese python. He said these things are huge, 20 feet long, the size of a telephone pole. What possible natural predator could take after this? But, of course, you've got to be nice to the snakes because you know, they have a right to be there too. According to the environmentalists, you can't kill them. You've got to catch them and relocate them and, and pet them on the head and kiss them on the mouth to make sure that you love the snake. I mean this, I'm, just, I'm over these guys. They all need to be eradicated if that's even possible now because that swamp is pretty deep. These things are pretty big, and they don't have any predators. Guys, I love you a lot, and I appreciate your support of Health Masters. You guys make this show possible, and that's why I try to bring you little tidbits like this with pythons and spaceships because it changes the topic a little bit and makes it not quite as intense. Well, pythons are pretty intense, especially when one grabs you. <laughs> but I love you. Also, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> now they're definitely not a joke that's why they give out bounties and pay out to kill them down here they have constant giant hunting parties the problem with it is they're very very difficult to get a hold of if they're out in the water because they're so swift in the everglades they go right under the water they don't have to be that deep they just they're just gone you have to sit there and try to bait them and track them and everything else they're a nightmare 
Very, 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 very sneaky. Very, very sneaky, sneaky, sneaky snakes. And the issue is too when they lay out eggs, they'll lay out an enormous amount of eggs. And so then when they hatch, then they do more, and then they get pregnant, and they start growing exponentially. It's the same thing that we've seen with the gator populations, reptiles. This is why we have gator season every single year. April 15th, or excuse me, August 15th season opens, and I am stoked, as I am every year, to pull some of these bad boys out of the water and make sure they no longer are breathing, because it's just part of living in Florida. These animals do not have to be around people all the time. Granted, they were here, gators are, they were here before and after us, these Burmese pythons and these anacondas, they are not from Florida. So these things are even worse that you got to get rid of because a lot of these snakes get so big, they'll actually start eating gators, even bigger gators. They'll just bad. So, yes, be aware of that. It's Florida. It's just something to deal with down here. And if you can't handle Florida, then don't move to Florida because, please, the traffic's already gotten horrific. We don't need anybody else in Florida. Just thank you for that. Just a public service announcement. You guys have a fantastic night. Enjoy yourselves. Healthmasters.com. I told you earlier, the prostate support. If you're interested in that, be sure to check about it and read about it online. A couple other products going up for sale on the front page as well today. So be sure to check out the website later on. If you need anything, give us a call. 1-800-726-1834. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends. And we'll talk to you again on this show, as always, tomorrow. And you guys stay strong, stay fit, keep the truth out there, and keep on encouraging people every single chance you get. I appreciate y'all, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.